0: welcome to a special in the money players podcast this is the mid-atlantic pick four edition this is version number two of this podcast which started last week with the first event in the uh, series of race of weeks weeks on Mondays I should say where we will have the mid-atlantic pick four hosted by Monmouth and Colonial Monmouth Monday racing I think Pete is still planning to take a bus down to Monmouth from Saratoga so if you're out there listening I believe it's going to be on the 15th of August. They're planning to do that. Knowing Pete, it's going to be like a a rolling vehicle stuffed with food and booze and all kinds of fun things that I'm sure you would greatly enjoy. I will not be participating in it, but I will be playing the Mid-Atlantic Pick 4 that will take place on that program. Nick Tamaro here joined by the real talent, and we've already joked about this this morning, but the real talent I have with me both of the both of the track handicappers from Colonial and Monmouth Park. First, Jessica Paquette, our friend and frequent uh, guest on the network from Colonial Downs. Jessica, how are you?
1: Everything's great, Nick. How about you?
0: I'm hanging in there. It's been a fun summer so far, and we've got a lot of, lot of offerings on the racing front that's been uh, very interesting. Also with us from Monmouth Park, uh, somebody who's been on here before. I had her on a couple of months ago previewing some stakes from Monmouth Park. Samantha Perry, how are you?
2: I'm great. How about you?
0: I'm doing great. I have to let the audience know that the two of you probably don't realize I'm going to tell you and everybody else now that both of you, I realized when I emailed you the link for this podcast, your Gmail addresses are your entire names. So your your full first oh, middle funny. and last. Yeah, it's. Oh, it's I, I would go think, ahead, everyone. I would say, if if you
1: know my middle name, send it, send the emails all over.
0: Kindred spirits, We're gonna get right? flooded. Now. Uh, yeah, exactly. So you have to figure Just out <laughs> each of your middle names. Um, which nobody nobody will. So I all was right, born let's in log into 18, this. So mid-
1: mine is very easy to guess.
0: Yeah, exactly. We're, we're not going to say it. Let's launch into this Mid Atlantic Pick Four, which begins in race number six at Monmouth Park. That'll be at four seventeen Eastern Time. Remember, there is a separate pool for this wager. So if you're betting on your ADW or at a uh, simulcast facility, find the Mid Atlantic Pick Four wagering tool. We're going to start at five furlongs on the turf course at Monmouth and Samantha let's uh, have you tell us how we're going to get started.
2: Okay, so this is a tough race to kick off the sequence just because it's I shouldn't say cheaper horses because it is claiming 20,000, but this these 5 furlong races are very difficult to handicap because our turf course has been playing so fast as of late. It's basically like a freeway. So whoever can get to the front and stay there, that's probably who you want to look for. Um, so I'm leaning more towards Stanhope, the number two as of this moment. Obviously, uh, you know, I can kind of watch out as today. There's no rain expected, so I can imagine it will be uh, quite quick. Uh, the number five Beach Warrior, I love the distance form, this flat five furlongs, and he's quick, but I'm just, I don't, this trainer's a bit spotty and streaky, this Pat Farrow, so I would tread cautiously.
0: Yeah, I, I thought similarly, I also, well, well, let's actually throw it to Jessica, and then I'll throw in my two cents. Jess, how did you feel about this first leg at Monmouth? You being somebody who's perfectly comfortable with cheaper horses.
1: I mean, this is my wheelhouse, right? Like, the cheaper, the better
0: for me. Right, exactly. Uh,
1: I actually think there could be a little value to be had here. I I feel like the predicament might get a little bit overbet. Folks will just see that he was so heavily favored last time. And I don't think he had all that much of an excuse. It was fine. It was an okay effort. He's not really the poster child for consistency. So I do like the idea of looking for a horse With a little bit of speed, but I'm looking for maybe a little value with the three Caribbean gold. I liked his last effort, and he seems like a tactable, rateable type. Like, he's quick, but he's not going to need the lead. So if he can sit right in that second flight, a repeat of his last effort, I think, puts him right in contention. I also do want to use a a horse like, I do kind of like, uh, sorry, it's been a long morning already, uh, the six. Nata Valley's Knight. Uh, sort of an interesting horse. Just doing something different. Going back to the turf has really minimal experience there. Minimal uh, experience cutting back to this short of a distance. These are a couple of things. Why not? If you don't like some of the shorter priced horses, the horse is out of a more than ready mare. There's plenty of turf influence there. Uh, I think I think he'll be a bigger a bigger price than some of his rivals.
0: Yeah, I thought if the morning line really was indicative of how the race is going to be bet, then Stanhope presents a ton of value at 3-1. to one. I mean, I think this horse towers over them on paper. Just with those New York running lines and the fact that he has a lot of speed and the, uh, the bug boy Jose Gomez coming down to ride. So the predicament, again, was, as Jessica said, kind of, I thought, pretty average last time out. I watched the replay to see just how bad the bump was and if the wide trip had any real effect. And I didn't think so. So, yeah, I would definitely start it pretty pretty boldly with the 2 there and just a couple of backups I will put together our respective uh lineups for our horses that we want to use and make sure that they're there for everybody who is an in the money plus subscriber. Let's go over to Richmond, Virginia for the second leg in this sequence which is the 7th race at Colonial Downs which is going to be on interestingly for Colonial Downs is on the main track. At 6 furlongs it's an optional claiming starter allowance event. Jess Who's going to take this first of the two legs at Colonial Downs?
1: So the, I was not expecting to see a familiar face from our time at Sam Houston here, Lady Ave, who I feel like I tried to beat every single time she raced in Texas. And I think she raced every time I was actually down there in person. And she made a liar out of me every time. All, this, all this Philly did was win. Looks like, you know, her form tailed off for a minute there, but she's come back in good order. If she runs that kind of race, she'll be awfully tough on the front end. She's one I do, I feel like I have to use on my ticket. But I'm also going to use uh, the one, Dr. Anne. I loved her victory last time out. She's coming in a little fresh, too. This is a horse that does seem to need some time between starts. And then maybe at a somewhat of a price, uh, Girls a Bullet for T.D. Vance. If anyone can go with Lady Ave and soften her up, I think that she can capitalize on that.
0: Sam, what did you think of this first of the two legs of Colonial Downs?
1: Yeah,
2: Jessica. I'm looking at how many times this horse has been the favorite. This lady Av. Oh my gosh! I bet you had your heart broken so many times.
1: I, I mean, I just I probably tried tried to take a swing with some stupid long shot and tried to <laughs> tried to beat her. She just she's a really she's a quality filly and very game mm-hmm. and very honest and just shows up every time.
2: Yeah, I I mean that's just the consistency that is the Steve Asmussen barn. I like this mare quite a bit. I mean, it. any other trainer I would maybe worry about, but I just, I love the way Steve runs his barn. Um, you know, she's, it's good spacing between all of her works, which means all systems go. I, I don't know. This might be a single for me. I mean, what do you think about Dr. Anne?
1: Jessica? I, I mean- as I as I said, like she was very game in victory last time out, and she's I think she's well meant here. My only issue with Lady Ave that I think makes her a little bit vulnerable is I don't think Steve has really sent the A team to Colonial. Mm, um, true, he's been a, li- a little chilly. He kind of broke through. I think it was last week with a winner, but it was his first of the season. This is not. They're not really world beaters. Well, they're not really just coming in red red hot. Regardless, how's how's the rail? Oh, it's been, it's been fine. The track's been, I think, very fair. If anything, I thought it played when we got a little bit of rain, it was a little kind to closers, but it's overall been, it's, you know, there's no bias to be seen. Good.
0: Yeah. I thought uh, similarly about Lady Ave that she was, uh, my big concern was that I thought she could get involved in a bit of a pace here. And I guess it depends really on how much Jared Loveberry uses long, tall woman early um, she rated comfortably at Hawthorne last time out off a hot pace and has done so actually on multiple occasions. We'll see if she can take her game on the road. Her speed figures at Hawthorne are probably a little light in comparison to to a horse like Lady Ave, but she looked like one who I thought could be a little dangerous. And then, you know, I, I guess based on so in your, in your interpretation of that first race on July 13th, Jess, is that Dr. Ann was not only she was the one who got her photo taken, but she was best the way that race played out.
1: Yeah, I think so, and I—it I, was a reasonably solid group. I just thought she was—it was one of those instances of horse refusing to lose. Um, it, I was impressed by her that day more than I thought I would be.
0: Yeah, one of the things that's fun about these hard knocking veteran types, it seems like she really dug in and and held everybody off. Now, actually, in light with the bug uh, getting on board after Sammy Camacho was on for the winning ride last time out, fun seventh race at Colonial Downs. And
1: can Had ride a-, a little bit, just to uh, just to reiterate. Like he, this is, I think he's going to wind up having a very good season.
0: Yeah, I'm, I see hitting at a twenty four percent clip. This is th- this rider's been based in the Mid Atlantic for a while, right? But Laurel. Okay, that's, that's what I thought. Um, trying to keep up with as many many uh, racing locales as possible. So, on to the third leg, which is the seventh race at Monmouth Park. That'll go at 4.45 Eastern Time. Jersey Breads at six furlongs. Sam, what do you think of the seventh?
2: Uh, the lovely Jersey Breads. And I'm not saying that sarcastically. I mean, these horses... Ugh. You know they all take turns beating each other, which can make it very difficult because it's like if one of them just has one good day, they they wake up on the right side of the hay. You can really get uh, upset here. So the Jamie Ness barn, uh, right now he's firing uh, the past two days here. I mean, he's had a win on Friday, win on Saturday. I'm sure he'll have a win here today. So the number one Pianzi, uh, I like you know the kind of closing ability that he has, and uh, he's been running, you know, in in open company. Uh, I just, I'm not sure how fast the pace is going to be for him on the front end in order to close, uh, but two to one, not much value. The number five, Dr. Doyle, this is a horse that I scratch my head every time this horse runs. So, This horse is coming from a week layoff, one week layoff, which I don't particularly like. Uh, He's a horse that he kind of runs his eyeballs out every time, so I'm not sure about the quick cut back. Now, Claudio Gonzalez is notorious for this kind of move here. So on June 19th, when this horse first had his first race back at Monmouth, the connections hammered this horse at the fixed odds. Like the fixed odds guys asked me, they were like, hey, is something going on with this horse? I don't really understand. Like was way lower on the fixed odds than the, the tote board. And then again, the second race back uh, was 25 to one on July 10th on the tote board, but on the fixed odds, same thing. The connections just hammered this horse and the fixed odds guy was like, I really, what's going on? And I said, I have no idea. This is very weird. And then came back again, they hammered the horse, but obviously got a, a little bit of some class relief in that race. It was a very weak, uh, New Jersey bred race that he won on the 31st. So, I I don't know. I think it was just due to the connections of Anthony Margata. I think his people were just like super high on this horse. But I think that this horse is vulnerable. But the only thing I will say is that race that he's coming out of um, on July 31st, the sixth place finisher get groovy just won yesterday. So I don't know if that flatters him a bit. I'm just concerned about the layoff.
0: Yeah, Claudio Gonzalez, very solid off the claim over the last few months, specifically in 2022. Four for 20, positive ROI. Jessica, what did you think of the Jersey breads in race seven at Monmouth?
1: Yeah, I love a good state bread. What can I say? Um, I'm going to try to beat Pianzi, leave him off my ticket entirely here. The race at Parks was okay, um, but I do think this is a little saltier of a group. That was no, you know, it was open company, but this is an okay, hard-knocking group. I'm going to use counterfeit currency, just. Seems like one of the more consistent horses here. I like that he shows up. I liked his last effort. And for a big long shot, I'm going to throw on Lemon Creek Louie. I'm a big fan of Doug and David Nunn. Uh, And this horse does have some upside cutting back to a sprint. I know his form's been a little bit spotty, but on his day, if he shows up, I think he can certainly hold his own with this group and you're going to get a big price. The apprentice allowance for Maddie Rowland doesn't hurt either.
0: Yeah, I agree. I actually, there were three cutbacks in here that I wanted to try and make very, very badly. Um, I, I think when push comes to shove, I, I would use Dr. Doyle and Counterfeit Currency as my only A's and and then probably back up with Pianzi and uh, and Lemon Creek Louie. I think Lemon Creek Louie is one of those horses whose form looks like it's backsliding, but really not necessarily because he's running that much worse. Maybe save his last race, if that makes any sense. He was yeah, badly paced up that that nice two starts back. Right, and I think when people say, "Oh, so and so bounced," or "so and so," you know, this and that, they don't understand that the reason why this horse ran well on June fourth is because he got a big pace set up at what likely is his best distance. So the fact that he ran poorly in his next start when he got no pace to run at at all, at least if you're a timeform US user like I am, then you can attribute his poor performance to that. And then he he didn't want to go long last time, so That's I weird. wanted to try one of the yeah. cutbacks as well. I'm talking about the two, three, and seven. And unfortunately, Rory Houston's numbers with cutbacks are just brutal now. The the problem with this race, in my opinion also, is that there's really not a ton of pace. So it could be a little tougher for a closer. But again, we're talking about using a horse as a backup that's probably going to be in the neighborhood of of 20 to one or more, which, um, you know, I'll, I'll take a little bit more of a chance with that type. No question.
2: And speaking, the horse that uh, Lemon Creek Louie faced two starts back just ran third yesterday in the Jersey Shore, that three-year-old uh stake race, six for a long, so... If, you know, you want to Speaking read anything right, yeah, that. Very,
0: yeah, very good, uh, very good Jersey bread. That was a good yes. running of the Jersey Shore yesterday. It was. No, no, no it. doubt about it. Yeah. Woody Stevens runner-up uh, provocateur ended up winning the race. In fact, interestingly, yeah. Sam was saying that Jamie Ness has horses entered today at Monmouth, one of whom is Woody Stevens, 2018 Woody Stevens winner, still having fun, who's entered sprinting on the turf. Yes. Who, uh,
2: still
0: yeah. Still has to remind his friends in the starting gate about the day he won the Woody Stevens.
2: I'm but, sure he uh, does knicker at all
1: of them.
0: He will, he will have to do that for sure. Let's go to the pay leg of this Mid-Atlantic pick four, which is the eighth at Colonial at a mile on the expansive Secretary of Turf course. Jessica, how are we going to close this thing out?
1: This is a tough one, I think. One horse I'm using on top, number one, King's Le- Legacy, looks like a logical contender. Things I like about this horse. She's inexperienced with only three starts. She still looks like she's improving and developing. Mm-hmm. And we have seen a Colonial this season. The interesting thing uh, about Colonial is it's a little bit of a melting pot because we get horses coming from Kentucky, from Illinois, from Florida, from a little, and for, of course from the Mid-Atlantic. And it's interesting to see how these various circuits stack up against each other. And I have to say the Gulfstream form has been really holding up. So I think King's Legacy, if you can get close to that morning line of 6-1, to is quite appealing. I wonder if Maxine Machine gets a little bit overbet. But she has some upside. She's dropping in for a tag, coming up for Brad Cox. Serious pedigree on her. She, her dam was Amazon Core. And she may be able to rebound here, but I don't know. She's sort of a B or leave off my ticket if I feel like it's getting a little bit expensive.
0: Interestingly, you know, I'm, now I know, you know the trivia about Amazon Core, right?
1: Uh, uh, Andy posted something about it was the Chiefs last grade one winner.
0: At Saratoga, exactly. I think yes. it was his last Grade winner overall. Yeah, she yes. actually there's um, an there's an Amazon core running at Saratoga today. Oh, I in, know. I, uh, I reminded.
1: I told Andy there was one running at Monday at Colonial too.
0: Yeah, that's right. It's. It, I think this. Oh no, the, today's is with Pletcher, interestingly, and uh, yeah, hopefully maybe. Well, maybe things will go better for the one today than for Maxine Machine, who did win on debut at Ellis, which is worth noting as far as today's debuting runner goes. Sam, what did you think of this uh, eighth race at Colonial?
2: Uh, so, you know, I'm, I'm against Maxine machine. Brad Cox running anywhere outside of Kentucky is just very iffy for me. We saw, um, uh, Matera. I'm not really sure. Matarea. How do you not say Araya. that? horse? Yeah. Matarea, uh, yesterday at Saratoga. Oof, that was rough. And then she dares the devil again. Oof, rough. Um,
1: Nick's go might disagree
2: with you on, on this statement, but. <laughs> yeah <laughs> that, that's true
1: that that was my um, girl might also i mean he he certainly can i mean and he had a, he did quite well at sam houston as well shipping in on our big days yeah
0: Winston, i'm I mean, sure
2: yes and, and he definitely does it's just a horse that i think that might take some money that i would feel comfortable playing against I like Autostrada, but uh, I just don't know about this one mile distance. I think it might. This horse is such an even paced type of horse. I don't know how. I mean, and the maiden special weight have been at uh, Lone Star back on May 19th I mean, at least showed a little bit more speed, um, early foot, I should say, but... Uh, I don't know. I mean, I like the horses that Steve owns and trains as well. I mean, he treats every horse the same, but I just kind of like that a little better, but no works on this four-year-old filly. Uh, so that's a bit, uh, suspicious with him considering his work patterns. I like, a safe travels for, uh, Chris Block, the team block.
1: Well, the Illinois runners have been quite live, um, throughout the meet. It's been nice to get some of the folks that would be spending their summer at Arlington enjoying our beautiful turf course. And it is a beautiful turf course,
2: too. Oh, my gosh. It's so, it looks great. I wish I was there last Monday. It was rainy and gross at Monmouth. And looking at Colonia I was like, oh, this is nice.
1: It is nice. <laughs> yeah. no, that's
0: a fact. That is one of the best turf courses in the world, no doubt about it. Good to see the the Illinois participation as well. I thought that uh, safe travel is pretty dangerous in here also. It does look like one of the main speeds. Since this filly got back to Chris Block, she's really developed – Uh, quite a bit and and has quite a bit more speed than she had prior. So we'll see if she ends up trying to take them the distance here in the payoff leg of this mid Atlantic pick four. Well, that is it for the four races on this program. Again, I'll have uh, Jessica and Samantha put together their numbers and send those out to the in the money plus subscribers. Ladies. Thanks so much. This was fun. We'll have to do it again soon.
2: Thank you. Everyone. Good luck. Good luck.
0: Yeah, good luck, everybody. Thanks for listening. Big thank you to all of our In The Money Plus subscribers. A lot going on at the network. Be sure to click on InTheMoneyPodcast.com for some of the blogs and written content and make sure that you are subscribing on Apple Podcasts. And Nick Tamaro for Samantha Perry and Jessica Paquette. Until next time, best of luck.